truth be told, AEW Dark should be the equivalent of a cruiserweight division. The guy in charge is not interested in that type of shit. Well, obviously he he's interested in Dark, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he's interested in Dark because it's a you it's a check from YouTube for you know generating content. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm and I'm specifically talking about like dark as a brand as opposed to having a cruiserweight division not saying get nothing but cruiserweights in there but like the undersized enhancement talents with independent names this who's ringing bells over there in dark what the fuck oh, no i mean I, I completely get it but here's the thing you you can't do a cruiserweight division in a promotion full of cruiserweights like i guarantee of the 163 people who are signed to AEW <laughs> on today, you probably have. They just signed three more since you said that. Go ahead. 20 to 25 legitimate heavyweights. God damn, Rhea Ripley's jiggling. Jesus. Take it easy. Um, but yeah, you got 25 max legitimate heavyweights. Maybe 30. And that's if I'm start if I start counting commentators that might do a one-off. But yeah, how do you differentiate? Because I mean, a cruiserweight division would be the shit. Like it would it would help with you know the shows. It would give you some structure. You would basically be emulating mid '90s WCW, which in some ways, if you can avoid the pitfalls is not a bad idea the problem with avoiding the pitfalls in this scenario is the fact that the person who will be responsible for signing into the uh, the company to oblivion has enough capital to keep it afloat regardless of the how that's the sad reality this i mean okay that that is one pitfall that you can avoid the fact that he has enough money to float this boat for as long as he wants to means there's going to be no Nobody's going to pull out of this pause unless it's the television provider. And if the television provider does, this guy has the kind of money to either buy a situation with someone else or just create his own platform. However, the other pitfall is that, like, how do you set a fucking cruiserweight weight limit? And like most of your main event talent fits in that shit too including your world heavyweight champion quotes nah, on yo, heavyweight yo, yo now nah, your world heavyweight champion put on some weight he's at least he's respectable now now he he's not the tallest he, he's a he's he's above average human being height he's uh mid-tier height for an athlete but he's over 200 pounds like eighty percent of your active roster is two hundred five live. Matter of fact, that's the mixtape. Motherfucking uh, actual heavyweights on AEW's roster. <laughs> I, how many can we name before we have to start looking at the roster for real? I'll go first. Miro. Parts unknown. <laughs> America. 
Who is that? Who's parts unknown America? Miro, where is he at? Where's he been? Where is he going where is he coming to? Like he he's still signed. I'm trying to make a mixtape. Oh, okay. I, I can't I can't I can't deal with his uh employment situation right now. That's way too much thinking I have to do on Tony Khan's behalf. Keith Lee. No one's cut me a check. No one's cut you a check. Keith Lee. Okay. Um Dax. Mox. Cash. Um, God, Jericho, Archer. Um, let's see who else. And I've just named two people who were in WWE. Ugh. Um, both members of the acclaimed. Wardlow. Nice. Wait, we need an active. We need an active count of this because we're gonna lose count. I already know it. Well, we we've already done. I think that that thing you just named number uh, number seven. Okay, so just write down seven, and I guess we need to put dashes going forward. Okay, seven. Uh, Wardlow was the last one. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll make it. We'll make an album of heavyweights. Um, no, it'd be a mixtape. You're right. Yeah, because we, we do EPs, so yeah, that that'll be a mixtape. Yeah, we we just we just went out of EP into mixtape. Yeah. Um, um Samoa Joe. Um Hager. Good one. Um heavyweight, heavyweight. AW heavyweight. Uh Brian Cage. Uh uh Hacksaw Hobbs. Good one. I forgot about him. Um Mm. Heavyweight. Max. Max who? Maxwell Jacob. I told no, you to put weight on. Stop he may, no, he may have put weight on. He's still not over 200. Wait, what's what's the weight? What's the cutoff? 225. No way he's 225, bro. No bullshit. way. Bullshit. No, I, I bullshit you because he was he was two hundred before he left. He put it, he, he had to be at least two ten when he left. He put on at least ten pounds of muscle. So he's he's bigger than Jericho and Moxley. I mean Moxley Moxley lost a bunch of alcohol weight, and that's not a dig. Jericho's just trying to keep his metabolism together before he falls apart. Jesus Christ, you are not bullshitting. Max is they got Max built at 226. Wow. Talk my shit one time. Hit the bell for me. Golly. I, I'm surgical with this bitch. I apologize wholeheartedly. Thank, thank you. I accept your apology and you're a scholar and a gentleman for doing that. Uh, uh that just threw me off. I swear <laughs> to God that threw me off. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Kingpin. Yeah. Who? Kingpin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eduardo. Um, he's still under contract, Santana. Yep, yep. Uh, that's a good one. Um, 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 you think the blade makes two twenty five yes. or not? Yes, now yes. Right, oh cool. yes. Uh ten, formerly of the Dark Order. Uh let's see here. 
Hold on one second on him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, decept- hey. he's, he's deceptive too. Uh, let's see who else. Who else? Um, I got one. I got one in my mind. I hope you don't steal it. QT. Good job. Same click is where I was picking from. Nick Camarado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, fuck, Nick fucking Camarado. Oh, uh, what's what's Come my man? Oh, bro. Oh man. Uh, Scorpio Sky, yo. Damn, where is my bro at? <laughs> God, who, who, who's? I, I just said this the last. No, 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 no. He doesn't qualify. Ah, oh, that's that whole shit. What is he, 208? Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm lucky it's the wrong time of year because I would have cash apped you for that one. Just off the rip, I would have, I would, $2.08 I would have sent you. <laughs> well, look, uh, take the 208, add it to 225 for MJF and just hit me on Friday. Say, I got so I, wait. So I gotta buy. I gotta buy my ticket for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just hit me with a five spot on Friday. Oh shit! I, I might I might just do a drive by. It might be cheaper for me to do that than it is for me to take the cash app hit. That's hilarious. Come on, Soto. Uh, who else? Wow. Whose turn is it? Mine or yours? Shit. Uh. <laughs> This just got thrown it's, it's, off. It's, it's yours. Well, yeah, it's yours because you said Scorpio Sky. He's only two oh eight. So Ethan Page. You, you want? You sure you want to check that? Two twenty five. And okay. I'll, I'll 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 check that. But I'm saying that's two twenty five. Okay. Um. Do I need to check it? Yeah. Yeah. You All do. All right, Ethan Page. Survey says. <laughs> Boy, we watched way too much of this shit. <laughs> how, how much? How much? Two twenty-five. On the on the motherfucking dot. Give me uh oh shit. This one's easy, but you know I don't know how much stuff he's gonna do. Sting. Man. Uh. Oh wait, 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 wait. Do you think Sting is under two twenty-five given his advanced age? Sting is also six foot four, six foot five. I would definitely say he's 225 minimum. I didn't think he was 6'5. Look, look that up. Just 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 for my own shits and giggles. Look that up. Okay, he's 6'2. Uh, there's no way he's 250. I'm not buying 250. That so, was his wrestling weight like in 1990. Yeah. So that means I mean Sting and I are the same height. I figured he was taller than me, but uh but 250, not a chance. Nah. Nah, unless he's 250 in his boots. Oh, um, oh, wait, whoa, wow, wow, wow. What? As of two, uh, 2020, uh, weight was 176. That's post-neck surgery shit. He's not doing, he's not lifting, he's not eating the same way, he's not bodybuilding. For him to come back to wrestling, it's a little different. And there's different variations of his height depending on what sites you look at. But yeah. weight, weights are going from 170 to 190. I, see, I would I would half-ass believe 190, 
But with him being anything over 6'2", weighing 190, you can fucking tell. Yeah, I mean, wearing wearing black does add weight to you, but man, I, ugh, I don't know. Put, put, a, put a pin in that. I'll, I'll okay, okay. Uh, just just off the off the age alone, I say he's. There's no way he ever becomes AEW World Champion. So for that, I take him off the list. I beg to differ. What about him becoming? I about him becoming AEW World Champion. That's the kind of shit Tony Khan lives for. So I'm not ready to sail that uh, ship out to sea just yet. I'm gonna put a pin in it because I don't know how much he weighs now. I have a sneaking suspicion he's either hovering around 200 or possibly under. So I will omit Sting and I will offer you uh, W. Morrissey. Not offer me. <laughs> we have tributes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I offer you W. Morrissey. Uh, let's see here. I think barely making the cut, but definitely on the heavyweight side, another page, Hangman. Man, check that shit. Okay. I know his personality lighting ass. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll do you a solid. I, I, I got him in like two, I got him in like two eighteen. Him, him wait, North, hold him. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Cause I swear I was just about to say, how how many pounds would you shave off for his personality? I mean, I would start with 10, but... Okay, so your weight was how much? I, I just, I just, I guess he was 218. 228. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. You a heavyweight with cruiserweight oh. conduct. Oh, how dare you, Swap? <laughs> That's funny as shit. I didn't rehearse any of these. We're doing this shit without a net. So, uh, so off of that alone, he does not make the list. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, man. Who else we got? All right. So, how much does Kenny weigh? Kung Fu Kenny? Let's see what we got with Kenny Omega. Uh, let's see here. Certainly not Kenny Powers. <laughs> not Kenny the Jet Smith. Not Kenny Skywalker. Jeez. And definitely not Kenny Omega. 218. Mm, I told you he was going to be... I knew he was under 225. I just didn't know what number. So like, And, I, the, and now I'm questioning... I, hold, on, hold on. Now I'm questioning Moxley. I mean, what he's performing at now is very different than what he was doing when he first got there. He, Again, he makes he the cut. He makes the cut, 225. Damn. Okay, cool. So he must have been like closer to 240 with the... With the baby with weight. The, <laughs> the, the baby weight and the alcohol weight. <laughs> yeah. Man. All right. Uh, Who else? Oh, oh. We, we talked about Sting. We can't forget badass Billy Gunn. Oh, Billy Gunn make the cut in his sleep. <laughs> Billy, Billy Gunn make the cut after a weight cut. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you feel me? You can sit in the sauna room for uh, two days and still come out two two thirty six. You dig? Fuck you mean? <laughs> uh, count count Mark Henry and, and Paul White since we're at it. I mean, shit. Why not? The world's biggest tag team. Uh, let's see <laughs> here. Um. What does Swerve weigh? I know he doesn't make the cut. I think he's 200. 
I think he's it's like right at 200. Let's see here. Swerve. But he can pass. 201. So I was right. Um okay. and and gotcha. I, and I also agree. He plays big. Pause. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Black was what in the one ninety eight or some shit. Yeah, but I got one for you since you got since you got Strickland. Um, currently still on the contract, Andrade El Idolo. Good point. I don't think he's two twenty five though. Shit, he's every bit of two forty at this point. Man, he, he, pack, he packed look, on a just because he's been pounds. sitting at the house doesn't give you a right to label him as like a, a stress <laughs> eater. Don't fucking do that. I'm talking Check about him it. on camera. Oh shit! Check his vitals. What does it say? Oh man, he's out of there. Two ten. I fucking told you. So he had to be because he was built at two hundred in NXT. And there's no way he was that low. Add another or that high rather. Add another two dollars and ten cents to that. You are racking up the, 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 the cheapest victories that that's costing Boy. me the most amount of money. Boy, it's gonna be a smooth lunch on Friday. God, all right. We at, we at seven dollars and ten cent. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. It starts getting rough now. We can't look. We haven't looked at the roster yet. That's the whole caveat. We can't look at the roster. Can't look at the roster. Pick. Um. Also, hold on. So. Let, while we're doing this, it, while we're double uh-huh. checking, Cash Wheeler, two twenty-three. Uh, I feel like we can give him that. He can make. He can eat. He can eat a nice dinner and make that weight. So I'm not yeah, worried about that. Yeah, that's that's that. that's one country breakfast. Same with Uncle Dax. Exact He's two twenty-three too. Exact same. They're carrying enough gold to get over two twenty-five. Fuck it. They weigh more than two twenty-five in the airport. How, can can we count Sutton Singh? I mean, he hasn't wrestled, but he is a heavyweight. Okay, all right. What is Jeff Jarrett wrestling at nowadays? Ooh, that's oh, no. a good I, one. I know, I know Jarrett is under two twenty five. I think I heard him say it not that long ago. I, I, I would probably say he's probably at two twenty, but he looks great right now. Oh shit, he makes the cut. Bullshit. Jared is not walking around at 236 nowadays. 230. I was close enough. He ain't walking around at 230. No, the fuck he ain't. He really hasn't lost much size. It's not the point. He's an <laughs> above average human being. I mean, he's a, he's an above average size human being. He's what, 6'2? Six, 6'6 six even. 6'6 six even. Okay, so he's like NFL. He's a running he's back? A, yeah, running back, probably a, a, an elite level corner. Yeah, definitely. Anything, definitely anything six corner, feet, yeah. and, anything six feet and above, you finna get to the bag. Uh, I know lethal can't be two twenty. No, not a chance. No, no. I would bet a snowball on that one. No. Um. Uh. Well, Jonathan Gresham don't even work there anymore, so that's a double no. Uh, what's my man, uh, Brody King? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, gang, gang is technically in the building, so do we want to count the baddest of all time? Well, sure, why the hell not? Shane Taylor for the win. Oh, gang, gang. Wait, hold, and we have to do this appropriately. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Absolutely. Where the gang goes, the gang goes. I was questioning this one, so I already checked the weight because I was about to call him out next. Um, but this one makes the cut, and it's going to surprise the hell out of you. 
Buddy Matthews. That does not shock me. Mm, okay. It does not. Super unleaded. <laughs> Extra premium. How much does Pack weigh? I know he's nowhere near 225, but I'm honestly, thinking... I, if if he's at 200 now, I'm surprised. And even though he's, and I think he's at the largest he's ever been uh, at this point in his career. Yeah, I think he's still sub 215. 194. See, there's that. Uh, heavyweights on AEW's roster. See, this is the thing about not seeing people on TV on a regular basis. You start forgetting. I think we just named the last six weeks of programming. Well, I mean, we are that good. What's uh, what's my man? Um, neither one of the Gun Club are big enough yet. Pause. Trent Beretta. Um, Not even close. Okay. Look it up though. But I'm willing to go on record and say not even close. The best friends come. He's close, but he's not there. Chuck Taylor might be. Nope. Red is closer than Chuck, uh, Chuck Taylor is. No shit. 215. The difference of weight training. And 210 for Chuck Taylor. And it shows. What? If if Chuck decided to go ahead and make some muscle. Chuck will make moonshine before he makes muscle. <laughs> Fact of Mundo. Uh let's see. Is that is that can we stop there? Somebody is screaming at their at their mobile device or speakers right now saying Fuck. somebody that we've missed. If you're cool with this, fool with us. Show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com, at BrokenPistolBC on everything social, at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 So is this the part where we actually go check the roster and see if we missed anybody? Why not? Because we've already All done right. we've done enough damage. Uh I, I oh, got, how, oh cooking. glaring glaring omission. Glaring omission. Claudio Cassignoli. Mm, check check his vitals because I feel like he walking around lower than 225 nowadays. I feel like he in that 215, 16, somewhere between 15 and 20. 232. And he's six foot five. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew he was tall because of Seamus and so he has to carry, and he's all muscle. So he had to carry that. Um, um, I don't know if Anthony Agogo. I don't know what his weight is, but he might count. I think he does. I think he's right at two thirty. How much does Bandito weigh? Oh no, no, Anthony Agogo is one sixty five. Well, then there's that. No, that's right, two twenty. Okay, all right, but still, yeah, two twenty. How much does Bandito weigh? Um, definitely below 200. Let's see here. I'm sorry. I mean, below 225. I probably say 210. One shit. 183. Mm, what about Pillman Jr.? Uh, I'm gonna say 220. Uh, 205 live. No shit. Okay, that's good for him. Uh, Christian Cage. I know it's gonna be under he, 225. He, he was the only one I was I was thinking about. Oh shit. Then we. Glaring omission again, Luchasaurus. Yeah, that's our own fault. Uh, yeah, that's Count Tony's fault. Uh, how much is Cole Cabana weigh? Two, 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 uh, two twelve for uh, for Christian Cage. Cole Cabana, I'm going to say two forty five. 
disrespectful as shit. Uh, I'm close, 233. <laughs> okay, he, he makes the cut. Dustin Rhodes, we forgot about him. I, now, I think he's 215 now. He might be, but I mean, okay, in his case, and he, but he falls, he falls in the sting. Though. Him and him and Christian get heavyweight status just off off resume. The lowest weight I see for Dustin Rose is two thirty two. Well, he he makes the cut, so we hear different. They have a retirement date for him of 2023. Is somebody living in the future and coming back and telling us what's happening? I mean, maybe I, it's already been planned. Maybe it's already been planned, and somebody from the the media team uploaded that and shouldn't have. Because truth be told, I want to see the uh, the bidding war of twenty twenty four right now. I mean, hey, here's one: uh, Evil Uno. Strange factoid, by the way. Don't know if you know this or not. Dustin Rose has always been billed as being from Austin, Texas, because his daddy. But you, you do realize he's a product of the Mecklenburg County School District. Mecklenburg, Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, I mean, then there's that. Uh, two twenty. So, so he been he been false flagging as a Texan for like twenty years, basically. Two twenty nine for Evil Uno. He makes the cut. Uh, let's see. None of, none of these guys. None of these guys. Technically Luther, but he's a coach now. Hey, peep this. How much? Uh, check check the two guy the uh, the two guys that came from NXT 2.0 that end up coming to AEW now they're Jericho Society. So that's uh Matt Menard, and I don't have the other guy in front of me. Uh, Angelo Parker. Yeah, there you go. So let's, let's see here, and they they went through what two name changes as being in AEW. Let's see, here. Pen, Penta's probably one ninety six. But there, so Penta is I think two oh between two oh five and two ten, and uh, what's my guy uh, Ray Phoenix? I think he's one ninety five. Ray Phoenix ain't no fucking one ninety five. Okay, uh, I'll Ray, check. Ray I'll, Phoenix is one hundred and seventy two pounds. With weights on his shoulders. Angelo Parker, 194. Mm-hmm. Thanks for playing. And Matt Menard, I'm going to say probably he's 205. I'll take it. Uh, look, look up Ray Phoenix, because I, I don't believe that 190. 190 for Matt Menard. Okay. Ray Phoenix, one, 168. 202. Bullshit. And the lowest I see him at is 202. Okay, so what does okay uh, what is Pinto weigh then? Hold on, is this is this the same? Hold on, it's ain't the same person. Ain't no way in hell Ray Phoenix weigh two hundred. No, the low, the lowest I see him is one sixty three. For Phoenix, yep. Of course, All that right. seems about right. And then. Pentagon. Well, no, he's not Pentagon. Yeah. Penta El Cedo. Because Pe- Penta says, you a motherfucking lie. <laughs> uh, Pinta Minterosa is what he would say. Uh, Minterosa, Minterosa, Minterosa. 207. Minterosa. See? For Penta. There's no way you stand the Lucha Bros next to each other and say one's 207 and the other's 202. Yeah, it's a lot of hidden food. Uh, <laughs> I, I can make a joke that would get us canceled, but I refuse. Yeah, do, don't uh, do look that. Up, look, look up Roosh. I, was like, I like it here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable here. Roosh. 
Whoosh. Shout out to Sean Spears. I know he don't fit. Pause. <laughs> you got to control with this shit now. <laughs> Man, I'm just trying to. I'm just, I'm just trying to give the listening public and all of the broken pencil booking company pro wrestling podcast and radio show hip hop pencil pushers what they need. Two oh five for Roosh. Okay. That pretty much does it. Uh, cause how much does Nyla Rose weigh? Let's <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> no, kind of one eighty five. I got to the end of the roster and then there's no more guys. It starts the ladies. And I know there's only like one or two possibles. Josh Woods might be close. Ain't no way. Sub 215. 233. Next. You a motherfucking lie. Where? Where are you getting these numbers from? Do you Google's cuz? Uh, I, I have as low as 230. I see a 220. Um, I see a two eleven as well. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That's that's, that's a yeah, football player. You see a two eleven because somebody done murdered these motherfucking stats. That's that's football player Josh Woods there. Yeah, I thought so. No, I'm talking about the uh the the two eleven. Pro wrestler Josh Woods two twenty is the lowest I see. Okay, then look up Tony Nice. That's two oh five. I mean, it should be, but look at them, them two when they're 196, together. actually. Okay, Josh Woods and Tony Nice. Fact-checking motherfucker, you. Um, no, I'm just looking. I'm looking I for I wonder pictures. about Takeshita. Looking... All right, I, I, I somewhat Takeshita believe Takeshita is 231. Who? Kanosuke uh, Takeshita. Somebody lying. Somebody is fucking the lying. Lowest I, the lowest I see him for is 218. And this was in... Uh, two years ago? So, yeah, that's not right. So, he, he probably has gained weight. So, I mean, hey. If you say so, cool. I count it but that's the game is anybody out due to injury that we've forgotten about that would qualify uh off the top of my head i can't think of anybody that's over 225 or remotely close to 225 that would even entertain this conversation um or well, these I'm, wouldn't they wouldn't make the cut well that's another mixtape then we were done but that that those are your heavyweights. Do with them what you will. Now there's a hun- there's a hundred and forty four members of the AEW roster left. Oh, <laughs> I for- we we forgot one. Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even checking that. I f- and, I, and, and I forgot he was there. No, no, no. Check check it to see where my math is. Uh, I'm gonna go two fifty eight. Man, you're just trying to rob me at this nah, point. I, this one's on the house. Oh, you're too kind. It's mighty wide to you. I'm uh, gracious. 300. For real? <laughs> Not Lesnar? I don't, 
I don't I don't doubt it. I was just like I, I didn't think he was walking around that heavy. Yeah, not Lesnar, definitely. Oh, <laughs> Hell Lesnar don't walk around at three hundred pounds. Well he did at one point, but still that at was, one point. Yeah. That's he was playing in the NFL. And he's also he also had most of his stomach there too. Then there's that. He'll never weigh three hundred pounds again just because he doesn't have the intestines for it. That's a fact. And, and if he does, there's a problem to be had. So yeah, that that's where it is. <laughs> Parker weighs three hundred because he has all his intestines. Cause that yeah, no, that ain't it. All right, cool. So there's that. There's some great information for you guys. We did the work. We did the work for you, and we didn't even fact check any of this shit until we got to the end. That shows our our uh, our depth of knowledge on the AEW roster. So there was there was one Easter egg that we dropped in uh, in all of that, and I guess now. Because we always do this type of shit beforehand, give you a peek behind the curtain. I guess we can hit the shit. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. I am Wood. Made daily with organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon. Not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Man, oh boy. I I was saving what I'm about to tell you specifically for the start of the show because we. this is one of those rare times... Because we don't talk about hip hop enough as of late, because wrestling news has just been so so much in abundance, mm-hmm. and we're getting ready for moves for for positivity on behalf of the show. So I, I figure I would uh, start the show off with this bit of information. Okay. Before, before I go into that, how was your uh, how was your Turkey Day celebration? Uh, no complaints. Kept it really low key. Um, yeah, it was it was uneventful and that is not a bad thing not a never a bad thing when the holiday is uneventful that that, Facts. that not a not a better no, way to say no yeah no breaking news text no crazy rigmarole no jumping back and forth hey if anybody we, we was ever where face, we are if anybody was ever face to face with me and i asked how your holiday went and you said and the answer was boring i'm hugging them <laughs> mark yeah. and, mark and we safe. ate on time and we ate on what, time. what was on time this this is for 12, this is for the nine Whoa, that's ooh, ooh, that, that's early, boy. <laughs> hey, you mean what? Hey, look, you gonna have to have something circulating in the room when football starts. Or else I, I, it's I, gonna be a real. You gonna be hey you you gambling with you gambling with the rent money right then. Thanksgiving is a euphemism and a metaphor for a lot of things in life, uh, not just a holiday. And I compare a lot of things to that. Like if you are doing a show. You'll take three weeks to prepare for something that lasts 30 minutes. That's right. Thanksgiving. And <laughs> so we we got active. We are we started dinner not promptly at two because I mean shouts out to my as you would say, Suave, as I say this with a smile in my face and a tear in my eye. <laughs> my my dear mama. my dear sweet precious mama. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be doggone if I make her wait till four thirty to start Thanksgiving dinner. Oh man, let me tell you, let me tell you something, man. I was uh, 
I was laughed at, ridiculed, cussed out, cried at, hugged, and kissed. All within the span of 30 minutes. <laughs> that boy, that is, and that's love. And that I, was not Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's 100% love. I, I, yeah, 100%. <laughs> And it was nothing that I did wrong. It was just the way I yeah handled, never. It was it was a way I handled the situation to help someone understand the like like how to get to a root cause of a problem. Nothing more, nothing less. At any it rate, it could have been it could have been just because it was you know before eleven o'clock in the morning. Could have got the same thing and it'd been like all right, cool. So we got active right after two, and everything was wonderful. Didn't we we paced it just right so we didn't have to worry about the itis as the cowboys decided to show up? <laughs> See, that's that's the part I missed because I I paced it one because I wasn't really in a in a Thanksgiving food type mood, but yeah, that's one of the things. Like, yeah, go ahead and go so hard during the twelve o'clock game, you go to sleep right after halftime, and wake up right as the cowboys are kicking off. Yeah. So if you live if you live in Texas and you're a Cowboys fan, first of all, congratulations on living life correctly. Second of all, <laughs> um, as long as dinner is served and you get your first plate in before the Cowboys kick off, you can technically say you won Thanksgiving. I think we can agree on that. Most indubitably. As long as as long as dinner is served. Before kickoff, you win the clear. And so all that went off without a hitch. Shouts out to all my family, my my brother, and you know my my my, my number two. One of the reasons why this podcast is here, you know, Sydney, as I call her, Sydney Young, if you will. Uh, Factual. And 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 she got active. She's got back from Dominican Republic. She's super out here just doing adult things. But uh, boss, how hard trying to find me? You know what I'm saying? Getting trying to find me, getting stamped up. That's um, what I'm talking about. Live your life. And then the other, the other reason, the other of uh, my number three, aka Danger Two, aka J B L. He hit. He hit his uh, his 22nd born day. You know. Hey, hit the applause one time. The bell, the applause, all of that whole lot of fucking gang shit. Hit all of it. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. And then, and, and then just because he out here literally in the gym flexing, he let it be known that he missed us last week. Uh, it, we promise to not make you wait as long if we don't have to, but sometimes shit happens, and it's for the better. It's for the better good of the of the, of the, of the organization, if you will. Right on. We we not in time, but we on time. Now that said, and that's every and that's every time. Back to the the hip hop though. One of the reasons I was unable to fulfill obligations for the podcast the week after Thanksgiving, as today, whereas we're recording this is Monday, December the fifth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty. Amen. Ain't gonna be too many more times I can even say it like that. Damn. I mean, get them in while you can. You <laughs> gotta figure out how you gonna do next year. Oh, don't, I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming in. Oh, it's in, I come, I'm coming in. Um, on Friday, December the second, 
which crept up on me like like a flu shot or a, a shot of the flu, <laughs> should I say, um, in Fort Worth, Texas, at a new venue called Tannehill's. I was a part of a uh, of a '90s hip hop show, which I um, anytime I'm within travel distance or happen to be in the same general area as this particular crew, I become part of the crew in one way or the other. That crew being Digital Underground. Shouts out Money B. Shouts out Young Hump. DJ Always. Shouts out to DJ Fuse and also um, my man. I, I, I call him Amari. Get you higher. But uh, DJ New Styles as well, um, and Scotty Knox, rest in peace, Shock G. We um, Money B and Young Hump and DJ Always, they they their show is tight. If you've ever seen them live, their show is fucking tight. And usually, if I'm in the building, I'm making sure the show stays tight. And that's not a cap. It's just we I've seen enough bad, not with them, but I've seen enough bad at, at different venues where if things go completely awry. You have someone of professional status to make sure that things don't fly off the rails. Like they get back on on track with no problem. Mm-hmm. B has his family drive up. He has a uh, he has siblings in Austin now, and even though he's from the Bay Area and lives in uh, in Southern California, he has family from the Bay Area that have relocated to Texas. And because bitch, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. We just told you if you lit. <laughs> Yeah, because it's Texas. Yeah, because it's Texas. Yeah. So, in, at any rate, his niece decides to uh, grace the stage presence and be part of the show with some props. These props happen to be hands that stand about three feet off the ground, and they're and I can't describe it enough without you actually seeing it to understand it. Because every time I've just, I've told the story and I've showed the picture behind it. The first two words out of anyone's mouth is "Oh shit!" <laughs> right. So it's like the the hand Sami Zayn got slapped with at WrestleMania. Very similar. Very similar gotcha. in size. Gotcha. And it happens awesome. to match my skin tone, but I digress. Ha! She she puts the uh, the hands on. It lasts for maybe two and a half minutes, and then she's tired. And I'm no one's laughing at her. They're just you know I wonder like why like why she tap out. Mun B tags me in. The, <laughs> the last time I was on stage with Digital Underground in this type of capacity, anything remotely close to this was in 2008 in Houston. I was probably 40, 50 pounds lighter than I am right now. Uh, I was in a lot better health in terms of my uh, lack of injuries. Um, I, I think my, like overall health couldn't be better than than, it, than I am right now. And I'm wearing all black, black hoodie, black shoes, black sweatpants on a stage with LEDs that still feel like fry lamps. And here I am picking up the slack, being tagged in to carry these two, three foot hands on my three foot plus arms. And this is supposed to be a 45 minute set for an opening act. Now, on this show, we have tag team we have uh cnc music factory and we have oh and shouts out diamond the artist aka dj diamond j uh or diamond j because he dropped dj the same way i did and also headlining is tone loke the one of the most gracious people i have ever met another i got a whole other story about tone loke in a second and uh so anyway 
I put these hands on Suave and here I am acting a plum fool doing everything I can do to be part of this digital underground show dancing waving <laughs> hands uh, I, I, I merely rock with these big ass hands I act like I was I, I did the New Day ass smack pause that like, you know how you smack the smack the ass in the air like where there's no ass there use your, your 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 outside hand as the as the ass cheek and use your inside hand to pound it with like I'm doing right. that with three foot hands on each arm Jeez, bro. Just, where I fucked up at was you don't want to do right. DJ always had his timer on his phone and turned it towards me. I'm maybe three minutes into the show before I actually grab the hands my damn self, and I look and it's at 31 minutes, and I've already been sweating. <clears throat> life hack too. Here's a life hack for you. I don't know if any performers who are listening to this have done this. But if you are a performer and you are like on on the side or even in the crowd and you're, you know, amped up because you're your favorite artist or some some people that you rock with and you know their shit are performing. Do not verbalize or chant or sing along to your songs that they're performing. It is not the move, especially when you have three foot arms or three foot hands on your arms you lip sync that shit why breath control <laughs> yeah yeah you will is. save so much energy and i did not realize that of all my years of stage shows i did not realize that until this past friday night on top of that prepare for the worst but expect the best always what, what do i always, mean always always what do i mean by that <clears throat> I made the mistake of drinking a shit ton of vodka mm. and beer because it was a celebration, bitches. But then I get on stage and have to work. And I was not expecting to do that. By the time I got off that stage, and thank goodness this show was cut short because I, I think we the crowd had, had enough. Not then, not that they were getting tired, but the show it was a show. Like and you, you, you know when you've done enough. We enough was done. The, the damage was done. <laughs> we came, we saw, we conquered. We wrecked everyone and we left. When I go to the back, I can't move my arms. My <laughs> shoulders look like Bobby Lashley's, or at least they <laughs> felt like they looked like Bobby Lashley's. I'm I'm sure they didn't. Mm-hmm. Water was my friend. I guzzled maybe three or four bottles of water just to get enough in my body to compensate for the amount of alcohol I had just dis- dispersed outward through my sweats. I have a bunch of like nonsense gear because I always take cigars everywhere I go. And I'm walking out with like my phones and my cigar case and my cigar cutter. And I have a phone to my ear taking a call as I'm walking out the door. And as I'm pushing the door open, trying to figure out how to do this, snatching the door on the other side from the outside coming in is the legendary Tone Loke, who stops, stands back, and says, yo, give me that. And I'm like, handing him the shit that's in my hands, and I look up like, oh shit, Loco, what up, man? Nah, 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 I want that. Give me that, man. And extends his arms to give me a hug. It's my first time meeting this man. That's how we met each other. 
That's what's up. And it went from there to probably 30 people in this green room. Everybody got an individual introduction by Tone Loke to to, to each uh, to the to the individual. He comes back outside and anybody that was within an eye shot, he pulls in. If they were in the green room, he recognized them. He pulls them in for pictures. He wanted to take the pictures. We didn't ask him. He demanded. He goes and grabs two rando Calrissians and gives them phones and says, you better not run off with these phones. But I need you to take these pictures if you don't mind. Because I got to go get high. Jesus, the, the tone low impression just makes this so much better. It was amazing. The time was amazing. Uh, we That's what's I, up. We, we built with everybody. Um, the running joke with uh, tag team was that anytime they do a show, they throw a smoke bomb and disappear. They did not disappoint with that one. They came back after off stage, made sure everybody was, was present and accounted for, with the exception of uh, of uh, Diamond J, because he was, he was still back there with us kicking it. But Steve Rowland, DC, the Brain Supreme, poof, they were gone. <laughs> Elliot, hit that, hit that old school Foot Clan ninja, vanish, <laughs> out of there. They should out of there, fam. Everywhere they go, they should go with the sound effect of. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, amazing time, and then of course my man Scotty Knox. This is the, his first time really outside since. Uh, since his untimely uh, uh, health scare almost a year ago. It was amazing to see him. You know, great, great shit there. Uh, Pencil Pusher, my man Blake Wellman, saw him at the car watch uh, Saturday morning. Uh, He still tunes in. Good good seeing you, my man. Um, Shit. Uh, Bag save, bag save too. I have to tell you about the about the car incident, but uh, yeah, that yeah, if I if I didn't already, but yeah, bag save there. Uh, roughly, oh. roughly twenty five hundred dollars to the good. I'll take it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I will take it. Um, nothing says loving like something shaved off my invoice. You dig, and uh, I, I think that's all I have for now. I think that's I think that's a good enough. Uh, so. Uh, Digital Underground is always I mean that's family I can't I, I speak about them like I speak about you so uh, but that was a, it was an amazing time uh, but again uh, Diamond J or aka Diamond the Artist uh, Tag Team uh, CNC Music Factory uh, just and of course Loco man oh man just just and you, you've seen the pictures man I was outside and in this bitch simultaneously that that's a that's a that's a classic that's a mantle picture like no bullshit yeah I got a, got a few of them too man but I just I had to I had to throw up you know had, had, had to throw a couple of them up on the uh had to do it for the gram right now see now I wish I had been there to have been participated in all that I had I had my own um uh, this wasn't hip-hop based but I had a, a, some a Baggington Securitas. <laughs> so, <clears throat> shout out to Big Sis Yolanda Williams of CW33 TV here in uh, the the greater Dallas uh, Fort Worth area and surrounding cities and whatnot. Um, the Toyota Dallas Holiday Parade was this past Saturday, and I was there in a media coverage uh, capacity. So. Um, Follow at Yolanda Williams TV, you know, and yeah, it's like that. 
it's good to have you know friends in high places yes indeed and this is uh like when you're when you're when you do this and you're active you don't put too much cap on it because it's, it's like it's, it's like what for but right. but allow me to do that for you all right go ahead this is on commerce street in downtown dallas one of the three main streets that run through the middle of downtown dallas commerce elm and main facts and, and if you want to pinpoint where i was uh the at&t discovery center is where i, I know that I place was. pretty well i like to think I, oh i'm certain you do <laughs> so you know exactly where i was and how highfalutin i was acting because i didn't pay to get there i didn't pay to stay I was in there. They staged with bleachers. With they staged, staged bleachers for upwards of a half a mile on both sides of commerce just for this parade. Bleachers. They inst- they they set them up, installed them, and they sat there for two days, and then they broke them down over the course of two days. Like risers. Listen. On the street. New York City side, the shit you see, like from Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like that shit is the Dallas Christmas Parade, and that's not bullshit at all. Nah, it, it really, it really is not. Because when I saw everything and everybody that came through there, um, yeah, like it, it had a very Macy's Day. Every parade, if you're a parade watcher during the holidays, every parade that you watch on TV, no different. And this one was broadcast on television, so it should be uh. You might be able to go back and watch it via Hulu, I believe. Well, it, YouTube's also your friend too, so there's you, that. You know what I'm saying? YouTube's your, it's your friend, bruh. <laughs> Yo, um, all that aside, we we actually had some wrestling that happened over the holiday break. You know what I'm saying? It, a whole lot of fucking wrestling. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if we can if I can pull this off on a remix. Whole lot of fucking wrestling. Hey, that worked. <laughs> one one take. That's what professionals do. Now look, we had, we did we did have a, a name premeditated for this <laughs> for this episode, but now considering how we got through the mixtape that started the show and how we're getting through it right now, one take might be the episode name. <laughs> uh, the, the heavyweight version. <laughs> one take, the heavyweight version. <laughs> Damn. Yo, um, Survivor Series. Um, Live that, on the cock. Doesn't, doesn't go down as one of the greatest of all time, but it was a damn good show. All minus one match won't won't bring light to that one, but I want that I want that term retired. Like I think we have gotten to a point that when you're a wrestling fan who's been watching wrestling as long as we have, seen as many different things as we we have, and see where the industry is going in terms of uh, no longer pay per views. We're at PLEs now for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everything's streaming. Mm-hmm. You, you know everything. The I don't know if there's going to be another greatest of all time that happens in our lifetime anyway. There's a number of factors that are involved with that. Number one is the absence of characters. I'm not saying that we need to go back to the cartoon shit, but like how many years do we have to do we have to wait to appreciate people like the Usos, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Sheamus? Uh, I mean, uh, so Sammy's getting his flowers now a little bit, but he's been wrestling, you know, 25 years. 
The thing about it is you don't have as great of an appreciation for your talent now until you don't see them because you see them too much. Scorpio Sky, we're talking about you. You gone and we need to have you on TV. <sighs> Bruh. Like, a- absence makes the heart grow fonder, but at some point. Like, and I, I can't think of anybody right now and maybe I'm out of pocket by saying this other than Ronda Rousey that really has go home heat. No, I, I, that's another mixtape if we really want to get started. Cause nah, we, we, that we, we've, we've, all, we've got weeks for content. So yeah. That we, <laughs> Miracle. <laughs> Miracle. Oh man. I'm sorry. Oh shit. That's oh, my fault. Yeah. That's my fault. Ooh. Oh, oh man. Hold on. I got it's some pepper. In the air. Oh, there's some pepper in the air. Oh man. <sighs> shit my nose uh <laughs> Gee, oh man, i need yeah. i need we need some medicine uh, I need, yeah I need, yeah bro. yeah this shit's out here heavy you gotta put your mask back on yeah yeah at any rate i, I digress um yeah I, I, because like even the super fights we come up with even the great booking that we come up with. We were at a point during the pandemic where it was what? At more than 12 hours of wrestling television every week. Man, we, oh man, we, we I think we we stopped counting at like 18. One time we, we, we ran the numbers. Right, because I'm like- Because we, just- we were excited, right, right, right before the pandemic. We were excited by the amount of wrestling, and also, we, not only were we excited, we were trying to figure out what we could not watch. Right, we, we were trying to, yeah, we were going to try to watch it all, but we were trying to figure out how do we plan the recording and the release of these episodes around the wrestling schedule that exists. The the only day, like how that's how we landed on Thursdays, because the only day where we didn't really have action was on Thursdays, and then Impact decided to move to Thursdays because of uh because of uh, NWA. <laughs> like, yeah, There's it it a lot of shit, bro. Like NWA Power, Impact, um, Raw, SmackDown, New, NXT, AEW. Then New Japan showed back up on Axis. Yeah, right, right, yeah. And then yeah, we just, and then we discovered uh, the fucking pro wrestling channel on fucking Pluto, which completely obliterates shit. I made sure not to get Pluto for that very reason. Dark side like, had started. See, <laughs> and then we had MLW that was teased for fucking Vice that lasted a whole week, but even still Pat was Hart. on TV. The then the the wrestlers, the Sheik uh, documentary, the China documentary. Uh, what else? Just enough shit, bro. Just that's, and of course we're now we're living in the past, but like, but here we are now, and fat's been trimmed, companies have been purchased. <laughs> we are very meticulous about what content we digest during the week. Yeah, I mean, and Impact is still yet to recover. I mean, yeah, they have a they have a halfway decent roster, but now they're getting people coming back to to Stanford. Um, we we have people who have retired that have popped back up on uh on Impact programming and like speaking we, of Impact, didn't they just ink a deal? Oh, they did. They just inked a distribution deal with uh uh Dazen, the D A Z N. Oh, the Zone. Yeah, the Zone. Dazen. Yeah. Dazen. Yeah, that's 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 millennial uh, spell for the Zone. 
Yeah, you got to start putting like quotes around this shit when you do your press release. So, like, just help people who are reading that. Help us help you. This isn't like DVSN. You know, it's division. Like those letters just make sense. But just okay. Yeah, because I was thinking Dazen, Dazen, you know, and yeah, then, and it, and it took somebody who worked on the network to to actually say the zone or someone who was who, who was. Uh, Who's actually capping for the network? Shouts out to uh, Willie Cologne from Barstool. Like he, that, that's how I found out. See, that that's something you would include in your in your scripting or your um your rollout, so people would not be confused. But hey, that's just that's the marketing and PR in my background coming out. But continue. Um, but also through Survivor Series. We got uh, on AEW oh, yeah. programming. My fault. My fault. That was my point. There are. I don't think we're gonna get another greatest of all time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, because 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 again, we talk about characters. We talking about the fact that everything is saturated. People don't. People people will stay on TV, and then they and then when they're gone, you miss them, and then no one cares that you miss them. They just stay gone. Um, so, Pete, let me ask you this. I know I'm stepping on the pack. If by some hook or crook. No, fuck it. Put a pin in that. I'll ask you later. Just remember wow. that's going to come back around. Okay. It's it's too good of a question. It'll, it'll derail what we got going. Go ahead. So, uh, like, outside of the WWE defects that have ended up in AEW, and, of course, they're building stars from the ground up, but no one is, as Are we they? say, as we say, him, yeah. Um, you, I mean, but I mean, come on, everybody. Good, great singles wrestlers. Oh, sorry, good singles wrestlers start as great tag teams first. Historically Who, speaking, who's building new stars? AEW. Are you certain of that? You you wouldn't consider uh, the uh, Platinum Max and Anthony Bowens as up and comers. They count. Give me another one. Um. Wardlow. You see how they handled that? Make them, made them, and broke them. <laughs> uh, Make them and break them. Will Hobbs. Uh-oh. When last time you seen him on TV? Will Hobbs last week. And it mattered. Well, you know that's been that's been a few weeks, but only because there was a pay per view involved. Been a um, few months, but yeah. Well, um, I mean, you you they you, threw him they threw him in that shit with with uh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow. To hold off the fucking turn for another two weeks and give give uh, Samoa Joe an easy out to get the title from Wardlow without beating him. Mm. Mm. They use Will Hobbs as a pawn, a 6'4", 326-pound pawn. Man. Why the fuck would you do that? But regardless, he's still there. Don't get me fired up here. Go ahead. Build, <laughs> build, build new stars. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me let you find out I'm firing you. I'll wait. <laughs> I digress. Um, shit. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for the new stars that actually can carry a company for a while. But still, mm-hmm. but it's happening. Which is also my point. You smoked the Darby Allen pack. Uh, 
you're running with the Max Pack. And speaking of, speaking of, and, and we thought Max was a star before we ever touched footed in AEW. So oh, right. oh, oh, but did did he open up a can of fuck you this last Wednesday? Good. Yeah, um, you know, work, shoot, whatever the case may be. And of course, this is a work because you know it's all planned out. He decided to go scorched earth on uh, on the terms of his championship run, trashing Big Platinum and replacing it with the Triple B, the Big Burberry belt. Great heel work, outstanding. And then after you do all of this mitigating of of your uh, supposed terms. I.e. <laughs> not defending it on TV, which I don't know where anybody's possibly heard that before. Um, showing up, <laughs> showing, showing up and using it as a special attraction. Dear God, I don't know where anybody's ever heard that one before either. Uh, or not using it, but using himself as a special attraction. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions Online One. <laughs> Wood talking to you now. Um like all, all of the things oh and then saying i'm going to hold on to it for a very very long time possibly through the bidding war of 2024 oh fuck around and let him get to 2024 see this this is what i would i would anoint this as long-term storytelling and this goes into that question i'm gonna ask later a little bit if anybody were smart with this situation up until the date that his contract expires he should be champion there should be Ole Anderson booking from then up until now in reverse the way territories were ran for six week to, uh, to six month talent so explain Ole Anderson booking for people who don't know anywhere from a year to six months at the shortest amount of time out you start from the end of the story and write your way to the beginning of the story. And all things in between build up to that end point. And if Max laid out this storyline the way that he said it, it's not a uh, it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler at this point. Shouts out Paul Lee. So I, I think uh, Curtis Mayfield Punk may have put a little more knowledge in Max's head than even he already had. And he had been kicking it with Jim Cornette and other people of that sort of pro wrestling IQ and ilk. Of all the people that you could have put in for those initials of CM, don't you ever in your life put in Curtis Mayfield? Because there's no way. Um, that shit was smooth, wasn't it? Curtis Mathis Punk would ever have that much funk about him look no he that. laid down he laid down some smooth game and gave it to maxwell that's why i called him curtis mayfield punk well i called him curtis uh, curtis mathis because he's only good on tv <laughs> you see what i did mm. there <laughs> boom boom, boom. <laughs> You're all we i can dig it but okay let's look at the math let's let's see if the math is mathing so if Maxwell says I'm only gonna I'm only gonna defend this championship on pay-per-view. Okay. At this point, that's what four pay-per-views a year. So four title defenses a year. Quarterly defenses. And you know, and I mean, yeah, that's just pretty legit. I will I will basically saying I'll let the pores fight it out to see who can challenge the champ, but it's gonna take you three months to figure it out. 
<laughs> the pores. <laughs> the pores. The, the pores. <laughs> Look, if they don't make a shirt that says the pores, they're they're missing the boat. Yep. And and, and now just, that I've said it out loud, and just to run it down, double or nothing, all out, full gear, and whatever the fuck that shit is they have in February. Revolution. Revolution. It's usually in March. Don't, don't, don't step on IMOC like that. But, well, the, uh, well, the first one was in February, sir. That's because they didn't know any better. That's also because they had 29 days in the month of February. But go ahead. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, come, come the fuck on, bro. Still. <laughs> uh, come on. Come on, dog. February 29th is just great value March. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect my month like that. I flipped this whole motherfucking table over. That's what you say. What you say? That's March pre one. You feel what Mar- I'm saying? Mar- it's, ne- the pre- it's, it's, the pre- it's the pre game show for IMOC. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. March negative one. Bruh. <laughs> All of that. Or March, Z- or, or March zero. Which would you prefer? I prefer March, March zero. March zero for the win. <laughs> like that. So, um,. Four title defenses a year quarterly. So you really do have an opportunity if you if okay, this is obviously this is me going way too deep with the the storytelling and the writing. But if I was in the room with Kanos and we're gonna play this out to 2024 for real. Four title defenses a year, pre-select those challengers. Literally all the way up. To the end. All right, cool. Oli, tell me who you have at full gear 2024. No, I'm sorry. Full gear 2023. We have skipped a whole bunch of pay-per-views, though. We're working backwards. If we're going to work backwards, shouldn't we be working backwards from his last date in 2024? The last date in 2024 is going to be in January. There won't be a pay-per-view before... He leaves other than full gear. I got you. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, honestly, and I'm the, try to st- now if you want, if you really want to get outside and then think about some shit, winter is coming. That's not a pay per view. But bullshit's happening. Winter is coming. So put a pin in that if you want to. I mean, winter winter is coming, and so is the swerve. So <laughs> what I and I dead ass what I'd have Max do is walk out and say I told you jack offs I wasn't performing in this podunk ass town. <laughs> now you can catch the champ on pay per view and then give the date of the next pay per view and leave. <laughs> but no um, no 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 no. What? Hold on hold on. <laughs> I was still want, I'm still gonna work from these pay per views backwards. Okay. Double down on the Podunk uh, Podunk show in this Podunk town with these pours. I, yeah, with you. Pours. I'll be defending this belt at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Tell me he wouldn't. Tell no, me he I wouldn't. Mean, I mean, when you said winter is coming, I'm thinking like in the next two weeks. Oh no, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking 2023. Ah, okay. So because that technically would be the next pay per view unless they do another day one. That would be the next pay per view, and Max would, would legitimately have a shot. They're showing day one, so I would say, if I'm Max, say I'm not defending it at the Royal Rumble. I'll be number thirty at the Royal Rumble with this. Now you're gonna make people watch the Royal Rumble to see if he's really number (laughs) thirty. But 
So you want to work backwards from Full Gear 2023? Yeah. Okay, Full Gear 2023, the challengers Wardlow. I like it. I like it. I, I would like it more if he were if they actually rebuilt the uh uh the pinnacle by then, but I, I, I you got I mean you got a year. But at the well, I'm saying, but by then you like you're you'll have infighting, but it's okay. That's all right. I'm cool. cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, you're not even guaranteed the other the other half of the pinnacle is still gonna be in the company. Absolutely there we go. Now we're talking. Now all out. So, so if you put the, if you put the uh, pinnacle back together, and then FTR leaving is what starts the dissension that leads to the split, then you can turn a negative into a positive. All right. Now, uh, all out. All out. Uh, give me Brian Danielson. I'm not mad at that. I just hate the fact that he's going to be booked to lose. Um. Let's go to double or nothing. Ricky Starks. Ooh, flag the flagship event. There's just so because all double or nothing and all out. It could be argued which one is which. Uh, double or nothing is the first AEW pay per view. All out is the most. They're the sentimental uh, baby face of the pay per view lineup because of the, its in. origins, right? Because right. of all in. Um. So you have Ricky Starks at double or nothing mm-hmm. to build towards Danielson at all out for mm-hmm. 2023. So fuck it. Who who do we have a revolution? Who's who's the next challenger? Darby Allen. You think? This is me. This is my book. Okay, all right. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And that goes back to the pillar shit. Yep, that's perfect. Or if you want, if you, if you want to keep it G, you do. Max's ego is so big, he says, "I'm gonna knock down all the other three pillars." So give Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman in a four way. Revolution. That will be a perfect pay per view for that. Four way elimination style, which is missing. Triple threat eliminations missing. Like those and, make and, more sense. And by hook and by crook, Max either cheats or steals the pin from someone else on every elimination. So he ends up beating all the pillars. This is yeah. and this is yeah. how you book a territory. I mean, I, I'm with the shit. And I left off one really good one. I you know what? No, leave Warlow as the last one. Warlow Warlow is essentially Bowser to uh to Max's Mario. <laughs> Shout out to the Super Mario Brothers movie that's about to come out. I'm all man. <laughs> I started I saw look, I've seen two trailers that actually had me excited for movies. One was a Super Mario Brothers movie and fucking Jack Black and Seth Rogen are involved. So I know a lot of weed was smoked when this was come up came up with. So I know it's gonna be good. They Even tried for me and my child. And they tried to drag uh the Mario voice. Like, come on, man. Lou Albano's dead. Like, what you gonna do now? <laughs> like, come on, man. At any rate, don't I don't know. I, I had a conversation about some video games earlier today, uh specifically talking about The Last of Us 2, but that's out that's a whole other another. Um The other move the other movie I'm super excited about, Cocaine Bear. Listen. Listen. That movie is so fucking ridiculous it can't help but be 
epic. Listen, I'm so I'm so ready for that one because that's allegedly based on the true story. Yeah, it is loosely based on the true story. So the real story is a bear ingested cocaine and was an apex predator supreme for five minutes <laughs> and then died from a massive heart attack. That's the real story. Yeah. <laughs> cocaine bear this high in this apex predator situation lasts considerably longer. And I don't know if you if you caught uh, one of the one of the people in the uh, in the cast, but uh, Cube Junior's in it. Yes, I did see that. And uh, what's my guy from The Wire? She. she- yeah, Isaiah Councilman Whitlock. Davis. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Senator Clay Davis, Isaiah Senator Whitlock. Senator Clay Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it's some people in this movie, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more cameos. Oh, Ray Liotta's that, in this, this was movie. This, was, this was the movie that he that he died filming. That's crazy. <laughs> Donnie fucking Brasco is in Cocaine Bear. Like, the fucking title by itself just sounds like some shit that it should be like it, it it sounds like one of those trailers that people would put together for a movie that's never coming out <laughs> uh, this, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this reeks of usa network up all night that, that I'm, I'm looking at you uh days of wrath <laughs> see <laughs> have you speaking of I, I, I don't know if we talked about that on or talked about that on this show but are you familiar with that movie days of wrath yes doesn't ring a bell right now, but that doesn't mean I haven't seen it. It's a uh, it's a story of a drug dealer or a drug kingpin in L.A., which is played by Wilmer Valderrama. Who, oh no, no, no! I will say there's one. There's a um. Damn. Give me a second. I'll look it up. Go ahead. But uh, it, something happened. I want to say like he was, uh, like his sister was murdered by a rival gang and she and i think she may have been involved with somebody in that gang or or, or something to that effect but it, it sets off a huge gang war between people but in this movie was david banner uh slim thug the game phase on love lawrence fishburne um i, I want to say rick ross was in it but it was a very high budget movie that was finished and was never distributed. And this is when David Banner had weight on him. This is before the, the David Banner weight loss. This is oh, like cr- this is like circa 2008-2009. Wow. There is a trailer on YouTube. Um and of course there've been a couple of movies that have come out with that name since but not this one and this one has never been seen by the public. So yeah. Okay. So when you said Wilmer Valderrama, it made me think about because him as a drug dealer is like some shit that just doesn't doesn't fucking register for me. Oh, it, it, you didn't recognize it was him unless somebody told you. No, it's not about recognizing how he looks. It's the it's the it's the dialogue that's yeah. gonna fuck me up. Yeah, I mean, you know, because he's you know him as Fizz. Right, you and, I, and even when I heard him as not Fez when he was hosting the MTV show with people basically scoring on each other, your mama, yeah, <laughs> like I just even in that, like 
his grasp on English is enough to communicate, but to pull off a completely different character who also speaks English, man, not exactly confident. However, that made me think about Shia LaBeouf in a movie called The Tax Collector. I've heard about that one. Oh my God. We watched this on a whim. We just picked a movie. Shia LaBeouf is playing a a, a person of Latin American descent, which is a, it's a stretch, but once you see it, it's really not. It is filled with gunshots and violence. Tax collector. I'm on it. I'm on and it. And I mean of the highest order. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely on it. Um, please, please don't. Don't yeah. don't sleep on it. Please. I will, we will come back episode one ninety three. I will come back with a with a review that is on my list. We will. I will definitely. I will heed that one. Make sure the children are completely unconscious. No worries. Um, as for the whole Max thing again, um, why are we even booking like this? Well, it turns out last week on Dynamite, after this whole just seance of what's about to happen. Max shows his devil hand again and, and cold cocks William Regal in the back with the brass knuckles that William Regal, William Regal gave him. As it turns out, apparently William Regal is now allegedly gone from AEW. Claudio Cassignoli has been interviewed by the Dallas Morning News uh, as part of the press run for uh, uh, ROH Final Battle, which is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And was set, quoted as saying, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, that we're still talking about it in terms of uh, William Regal's status with AEW. Let's just wait and see, Castagnoli says. I don't know if there's anything to wait and see, but I can tell you this. <laughs> Not anymore. Suave, you and I both talked about this. The uh, William Regal debuted March 6th of this year. This year, we are at December the fifth. So, there, the baby was born in this time. Like today, the baby's here. The baby <laughs> is. They, they said it couldn't be done. Now, if this deal is completed, like if it is completely done, free and clear, in essence. An authoritative William Regal could appear on NXT TV as early as tomorrow. Uh, we what I, I I do have an update about that. The update about that is that he's not expected to start. First of all, it's not going to be in an on-air role, or at least not expected to be an on-air role. Secondly, it doesn't look like he's supposed to start until after the first of the year. Okay. All but right. That's, that's the reputable news situation that we that we use and I use and I put you on to that's where I got that from so okay. that's why I put more stock in it so uh, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that after the top of the year could mean as early as January 1st in theory I mean the Royal Rumble is January 28th I don't expect to see someone who was on TV for less than a year at a "Quote unquote rival organization, less than a year after he is signed, 
at the first major pay-per-view of the year. However, if we're playing odds and evens, and we'll say that this nine-month that we're at right now, nine-month mark that we're at right now, is the pinnacle of a one-year deal, and you give your 90 days notice, 90 days out from now puts him at the top of March, which means that he could be around in time for NXT's uh, WrestleMania weekend and or WrestleMania week as a whole in totality. How do we not know that he's, he's going to be, well, let me, let me say this a different way. Unless they're planning a WrestleMania in Europe, what are the odds that we get William Regal as a Hall of Famer this year in LA? Or 2023 in LA? That's an amazing idea. Simply because if you make the Hall of Fame the first time anybody sees him post leaving AEW on a stretcher, talk your shit, Suave. You're going to pop a number. Especially if you announce it. Factual. So if he's gonna, if, if if he popped up on March 6th and you announce it the week of March the 6th, like the 7th, 8th, 9th, whatever date wrestling is, is on that week, it elevates IMOC. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's already sky high, but shit. It elevates IMOC. Then you also get that last rash of ticket buyers to see a WWE returning William Regal. Hey, so peep this. What what's the date of WrestleMania? Well, Google Machine, talk to me. Speak it. WrestleMania 39. That's going to be April 1st and 2nd. April 1st and 2nd. So let me look at my trusty calendar. And all right, we are in, that's 2022. Let us jump to 23. Jake once stuck his foot in this track. I say it every time. Super dopeness. The last WrestleMania, before, I mean, the last uh, WWE broadcast before WrestleMania would be SmackDown Friday, March 31st. Oh, shit. So. Uh-uh, hold on, hold on. No, you hold on. I will take. I hear you're uh, March eighth or March anywhere 6th. in the March sixth. So that would be Monday Night Raw. That's mm-hmm. March sixth. That's your announcement right there. I raise you Friday, March thirty first, to announce him in the Hall of Fame. That is the Hall of Fame. Exactly. So you don't announce him in the Hall of Fame until the Hall of Fame. For the first time ever, Ooh. we're inducting a mystery man. Ooh. And far be it for anyone to shit on that one. I'm just saying. What what do you give the what do you give the person who okay, this is gift giving season. This is, you know, 
Christmas, Festivus, whatever it is you celebrate, celebrate Hanukkah, uh, uh, Kwanzaa. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. Festivus for the rest of us. Right. Um, what do you give the wrestling fan who has everything? <laughs> More. Something, <laughs> that, something, something that they that, remember forever. That or that or something they've never had before. You have never had a mystery induction to the Hall of Fame. Mm. Pay me and Zell if y'all pull this bullshit. <laughs> we gonna be there anyway. You put cash in my hand. <laughs> Cause look, oh no 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 no. I'm, I'm in LA. I ain't trying to have that shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good, good point. Good point. Solid, solid point you just made. I mean, and we have our own set of game colors. I don't know if they vibe with what's, what's popping out west right now, but uh, I mean, hell, even Buzz is wearing wearing blue and Crips is wearing red. So I mean, you know, this, this we gonna, we we just gonna make sure to check in. This black and electric green, we gonna let them know, like, hey, we we, we mean no harm. In fact, we no, selling we, this. We'll, we'll go ahead and do things the right way. I'll call ahead and check in with the people I know. <laughs> Not playing this shit with you, yahoos. <laughs> this this my life. This my life. We talking about to quote to quote a great man that I know very well because I refuse to go back and forth with you, goofy motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, refuse. <laughs> I denounce it. Ah uh, man, hey, this, but, but yeah, anything about Regal going back, like yeah, this just in. What is it? Ah, let me let me get this ready. I'm gonna drop this a couple times. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Pro Wrestling Illustrated just dropped their cover for the uh, best tag teams in the world. Okay. Your tag team grand champions, Jimmy and Jay Uso. Number one, whole lot of fucking gang shit. If it was, look, if it wasn't the Usos or FTR, I was. We were just gonna have to end the show. <laughs> Fuck what you going through. Give a damn how you feel about it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Who's number two? Just out of curiosity, I, I think Do the you have cover a top five. I think the cover was just released. I don't think that there's uh. Uh, I, I don't think that there's a, like the list is like made public yet, uh, but it's top 100 tag teams, and the Usos are, are number one. Let me let me take a look and see if they actually have the rankings. Yeah, uh, I'm looking now. But this was just announced, I think, like today. Three three hours ago. Look look at me outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Let's see. It doesn't really say anything. Nah, this is this is a this is a a take and bake press release cover reveal. Yeah, yeah. I do these all the time. Yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's super dope because that's uh, the first time I believe a WWE tag team has ever graced the number one spot of the PWI tag team top 100 ever like even in the late 80s early 90s ever 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 I find that hard to believe well I mean think think about tag teams back then 
Demolition was going up against the, uh, the Road Warriors. You also had uh, the Brain Busters, who, who were shells in them former selves and didn't complete a full year due to circumstances beyond the control of one or two people. Um, give, give me some more. Um, you didn't really... Well- Go the ahead. Steiner brothers, the Steiner brothers are, are WCW property until ninety three, late ninety two, early ninety three. And and even though they were the uh, the shining the shining spot on the tag team division, they were the shiniest turds in WWE. Like you're the best thing that they had to offer, but you had nothing else to give them. You were literally feeding tag teams to them. Uh, cause who they beat for them. That is a weird transition period, though. Like, they're beating up the Heavenly Bodies and... Damn, who else is... Who else is fucking... Beverly Brothers are still tag teams? I know they got tossed around. (laughs) Uh, Tossed in sauce. Uh, The the Head Shrinkers. And and different different, uh, incarnations at that. Um... Yeah, that is kind of rough. That's a rough. Not yet. Okay. Still. Money Incorporated is who they beat, by the way. Ted DiBiase. Okay, so there we go. Money Inc., the natural disasters are probably still somewhat functional. Um, Who else? I mean, and we're talking like. Yeah, that's a super strange time in wrestling. I got to go back and just try to wrap my mind around who was doing what. And I mean, just going over a list of champions here, right? Ah, like, like the let me, the Quebecers. Let, let me let me go through, like, give. Matter of fact, let's go through a heyday. Uh, let's start with the British Bulldogs, uh, uh, Heart Foundation. Stri- Man, I'm like the Heart Foundation was never the top tag team in wrestling ever. I believe in '87 would have been the Road Warriors. Because then they win the Crockett Cup that year. Yeah, but I'm not saying 87 like no, but, 90. But I'm, oh, but I'm but so I'm I'm just going through title runs like type WWE title reigns. I'm just all I'm going through right now, right? So we compare that to the t- to to other tag teams that would have been in that conversation at that time. Uh, Strike Force, Demolition, Brain Busters, Demolition again, the Colossal Collection, uh, Demolition again, the Heart Foundation again. The Rockers, The Nasty Boys, LOD, Money Inc., Natural Disasters, Money Inc., Steiner Brothers, Money Inc., Steiner Brothers, Quebecers, One Two Three Kid, Marty Gennetti, Quebecers, Men on a Mission, Quebecers, Head Shrinkers. Um, it's rough in there. It's yeah, like and this that's uh, that's from eighty seven to ninety four. You know, no, I completely get what you're saying, but the tag team champions. Okay, nineteen ninety. Heart Foundation can totally see that being the best tag team in wrestling because 1990 in WCW, nah, it's Doom. <laughs> but but see, Doom is like a personal thing for us. You know, Doom yeah. don't always get the credit that they should. Yeah, right, right. Now they'd be number one in our house, but you know. Those things typically don't add up the same way on both sides. Uh, ninety one, so, yeah. It, so I still feel like at some point that like you could have had one. So let's so let's overlap. Um, the first WCW World Tag Team Champions were Doom. 
Okay, so uh, that's nineteen eighty nine or ninety ninety one. That's when WCW rebranded officially in ninety one. Uh, <laughs> Fabulous Freebirds. Well, well, Hayes and Garvin, not Fabulous Freebirds, but Hayes and Garvin. Uh, the Steiners, the Enforcers, uh, Steamboat, <laughs> Steamboat and Dusty. Arn and, Arn and wait, Bobby. Wait, Eaton. wait, wait. You need to take a break for one second sorry, and recognize the greatness of the Enforcers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco as the Thank Enforcers. Thank you. You know how much joy I got from watching them kick the shit out of Firebreaker Chip and Todd Champion? <laughs> Firebreaker Chip. Oh, oh my God. Man. Every time Firebreaker Chip got his ass kicked by, by Zabisco and Arn Anderson, I just rejoiced. So so let me let me kind of give you a, uh, a little gap here real quick. So this is just so from 91 to 92, right? Um, mm-hmm. Ricky Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton, uh, Rick, Rick and Stotskiner, Bam Bam and Steve Williams. Yep, now, remember that. Now, from there... Because that was like the bar. Like at that well, time, that, that, st- that's your unified. So that's when you get your unified champions, right? NWA and, and WCW, and then there's this whole big thing, and that's when Watts put uh, Gordy and and Doctor Death over on for, uh, a clash of the champions. Like they kicked the shit out of the Steiners supposed to be opponents for that night in the tournament, and said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna jump off round two now." Yep. And yeah, and so so that so I bring I, I I specifically stopped there for that reason because of the unification of the of the newly re- resurrected NWA World Tag Team Champions to make them unified. Mm-hmm. Then then you have Barry and Dustin, uh, mm-hmm. Steamboat and Shane Douglas, mm-hmm. Stunning Steve or uh, Hollywood Blondes rather, uh, and then mm-hmm. Arn Anderson and Paul Roma. This that takes you into ninety three. Now, wait, did you wait? I feel like you skipped somebody. Did you get uh, Bagwell and Scorpio in there? I did not get Bagwell and Scorpio in there, but that's also almost a year late, or later on that year. That's late. That's like two reigns later. I'm I'm just I'm stopping there at Anderson and Roma because from Bam Bam and Doctor Death up until Anderson and Roma, you're you're looking at Bam Bam going and then Doctor Death going back to Japan too upon their loss so you had japanese tag teams um that possibly could have been matter of fact why are we doing this pwi top 100 we like to flex wrestling knowledge that's why tag teams of the year of the year shawty uh this is according to pro wrestling illustrated let's go back to 86 actually actually go back to 85 Roll. Which Arn Anderson says eighty six and eighty seven is the peak of professional wrestling. Yeah, so that's why that's why I purposely started eighty five. Roll right. Warriors, which was their third consecutive year at number one. Okay. Eighty six Rock and Roll, eighty seven okay. Midnight, and that's the Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton version. Of Eight, course, that's the one I know. Eighty eight uh, Roll Warriors, eighty nine Arn and Tully. Okay. And that that had to be. And uh, WCW, as they were, no, uh, or NWA, as they were known as the Brain Busters, and WWE, WWF, Steiner uh-huh. Brothers in '90, Zabisco and Anderson in '91, uh, Bam Bam and Gordy in '92, the Steiners '93. Who, who was not? Who was '90 again? '90 was the Steiners. Okay, I can respect that. 
Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'll go to I'll go to about ninety. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. So if if the tag team of the year, oh, okay, I, I I get it. I don't know when they started that list, the top tag team list, because New Age Outlaws made the list in '98, Kane and X Pac with '99, Hardys in 2000. In fact, hell, if you think about it, you had to have at least a two or three year stretch because that was the only game in town. And here's why we play the game. So because at that point you would just be giving you would be giving number one spots to people out of spite. Now these just the fact yeah. So th- so just because they're the tag team of the year doesn't mean that they were actually the top of the list. And turn which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, that statement doesn't compute with me. Yeah. So like if if you're giving an award for the tag team of the year, they better be the number one on your on the fucking magazine cover. How does that even work? How do you give someone a top tag team award, but they're not the top of the list? I don't I don't know. I can't see. Nah. Yeah. I throw that whole list out the window if I happen to see that shit to be true. No, thank you. Yeah. So I so yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like in in the 80s and 90s, it's debatable. 2000s is irrefutable. Like there's there's had there had to be it just least. has has to be like has to be because New Day's online one. You feel me? And and if if it hasn't happened, that's a snub. Yeah, that's a that's that's living in denial. Because look, the fact that okay, if we're gonna deal with it from that perspective, the Usos just getting their first one now is an indictment on their selection process. Unless you tell me the one year they would have won it, New Day got it. <laughs> and so funny you should mention that. 2014, Usos. 15 to 16, New Day for Tag Team of the Year through PWI. All right. So there's that. Yeah. But if Tag Team of the Year doesn't mean the same thing as number one in the ranking, then, then throw this whole fucking conversation away. All right, so I'm going through covers now, right? So let's let me go back to 90 to 95. Yeah, they're they're not there. There's no. Um, it had to start within the last five or ten years. It had to. That's the only way this list makes any sense. I'm good on it then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speak, speak nothing else of it. There's nothing else to discuss. Um, we just, we just walk, we just walked you through our tag team, you know, repertoire and our different knowledge and opinions of what was going on and when it was going on. All for not. So that means that's something we need to add to our shit. We just need to crown a tag team of the year from here, here going forward. We need, as a matter of fact, let me let me say this because we we we've done this with but not like in an official capacity. We need to have an award show. We do just straight the fuck up. We need to have a broken pistol award show. Uh, we we can make we can make that the um, same show. I'm saying it here now, and I'm gonna put this in our glorious text thread. Um, uh, Royal Rumble. You know who ain't gonna win episode plus year end awards. 
So our uh, our season's gonna run from January to January. I mean, we started. To- I, I, I'm not arguing about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm just asking. Um, like you want to start January to Jan- January one to January one. I, I still like I still like WrestleMania week like or like the week before WrestleMania as like the official start to the season. Personally, because that's when we started the show. But, True, but but in in a bipartisan fashion, we can't base our year year in reward year in awards off of WWE's calendar. No, 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 no. Our awards are going to be from January to uh, to, to December. See, the that's act, all I was the, asking. The actual year, yeah the the actual year. It just so happened but, that because because keep in mind our the show was supposed to start peek behind the curtain in February of 2018. And there's that. There was extra circumstances that involved that mitigated us, you know, holding off about four or five weeks, but we did. So it just it was happenstance that our first episode was us talking but, shit about WrestleMania before it happened. That. So yeah, so I, so, so so if we're gonna yeah. do a true year in award, we're not gonna do like the fucking uh, Academy Awards, the Grammys, where they do some some random ass October through September thirtieth shit. Fuck that. Nah. A year's a year, motherfucker. Calendar. We, like you can't have the best match of the year announced in 2023 that happened in fucking 2021. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fucking terrible. So <laughs> yeah, we need to get our categories together, and we'll do top tens. We'll could we, could we not doing no hundred list. We're not doing that shit. Nah, we're not. No. I mean, we won't even do tens. We'll just we'll 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 break if we do the categories. Like depending on the amount of categories, we'll, like if it's a low amount of categories, we'll do ten. If it's a high amount of categories, like we'll do five. Right. Like, or, or maybe even just three nominees or four nominees, and then give you give you a winner. I mean, we'll figure this all out with tuxedos and cummerbunds and all that shit. We gotta find them in broken pencil green. Man, <laughs> let, let me let me find me a 1987 Jim Cornette pencil thin broken pencil green tie. Jeez, bro, not the Colonel Parker special, the bolo. No, not no, no, fuck no, no. The bo- yeah, you gotta have the bo- the bolo with the black fucking. <laughs> The black strings and the brooch and the green that had yes, that is fucking emerald uh, fucking pencil emerald green. Yes. Yeah. Out of here, man. Colonel motherfucking Parker. Yeah. That's how yeah, straight like that. Well shit, I I think that's a that's a fucking show. Um uh let's see here. Oh, now we got two more things to discuss. Um ROH final battles coming up this week. Now not going to do it, you know, I ain't going to win. But I am excited because <laughs> we haven't done this enough this episode. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. On Rampage last week, we saw Shane Taylor appear to confront one Keith Lee with a, with a truth bullet. <laughs> he says, What's up with you always turning your back on family? <laughs> I mean, if you having issues keeping it keeping it trill. Yeah, boy. So so far listed on the card, we have uh for the ROH championship, Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli. 
Mercedes Martinez versus Athena for the ROH Women's Championship, which looks like because it's at home, we might have, <laughs> it's very possible that we could have a winner. And new! ROH Women's Champion. Um, the, as I like to call it, the R, the unified television champion or the world television champion of the world, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. But oh, he's only putting up the ROH TV title for this match. Uh, Daniel Garcia... Daniel Garcia versus Willie Yuta in a rematch for the ROH Pure Rules Championship. Uh, and then Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on Shane Taylor and JD Griffey. First of all, this is this has the recipe of a beatdown on Swerve Strickland for a number of reasons. One, I've been beating my chest for about a year on the reuniting of the Pretty Boy Killers. It's about the only thing left they can resurrect and save. J.D. Griffey is a lifelong friend of Keith Lee. Shane Taylor is a professional wrestling lifelong friend of Keith Lee up until about six years ago. I'm sure they've still had conversations with one another, things of that nature, but it ain't, shit ain't been the same since Evolve. And all that started because Keith Lee left for Evolve, leaving Shane Taylor in ROH. Uh, history, which, history of violence. So, Keith Lee already has shown dissension and, in fact, turned his back and caused Swerve Strickland to be by himself as uh, Platinum Max and Anthony Bowens, the Sesame Gang. Decides uh, took uh, took the R I mean the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship. So there's absolutely no reason for Keith Lee to stick around to defend the honor of Swerve Strickland versus Shane Taylor and JD Griffey. I, unless Shane Taylor, I mean, unless Swerve Strickland is either leaving or has some other people coming in to help his, help him out, Swerve's about to be in for a long fucking night. I mean, okay. Here, here, here becomes my conundrum from a creative standpoint with this. If your vision is to come true, you would essentially make Swerve a face. Yes, no? Oh, in, in the worst way possible. So... From what we have seen on AEW television, with Swerve getting an opportunity to showcase his attitude, persona, and his package, pause, the way he would want us to receive it, that absolutely, without question, works best as a heel. Yes, no? Absolutely. I'll stop you when you start lying. So... I feeling as though Swerve has a lot of money to be generated. I I, I don't want this. Give me give me some other give me an alternate ending. 
there are so many more feuds for Swerve that don't involve him being in a damn tag team and also don't require him be in bed with Keith Lee to make it happen. I, I mean, first and foremost, him and Ricky Starks have unfinished business, I think. Um, I would love to see Swerve versus Sammy Guevara, Swerve versus Scorpio Sky, Swerve versus Ethan Page. Like, you can go down a whole... Swerve versus uh, Darby Allen. Like, there's so many different combinations for Swerve as a singles competitor to get him to a TNT championship, uh, All-Atlantic championship. I, I kind of feel like that's what the TNT championship should encompass. It should be the Intercontinental te- Intercontinental slash television championship. It's, it's the worker's title, but it's the one most often defended on television and with max going into a pay-per-view only title defense gimmick why not absolutely and i will take you one step further the eight the all atlantic championship is a work rate title as well but i think that should only be defended on the atlantic coastline whether it be on this side of or that side of the atlantic just my personal opinion there it doesn't make sense to have an all atlantic championship match in los angeles california Ask me this, or answer me this. What have you seen that would make you anoint the All Atlantic title as a work rate title? Um, uh, Pac as its first champion. Um, even though you don't like Orange Cassidy, like the way we the way we used to talk about him because we're tired of him. Uh, well, I think well, now we're not tired of him. We're tired of the gimmick. Um, I think that that match with Pac was a good one. The fir- I like their first match better, but okay. But still, I mean, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the championship match was a bad match. I mean, okay, if you saw those two side by side, I know which one we I'd take home. Right. Yeah, there, I mean, sometimes there's a win, and sometimes you make it a win. <laughs> uh, shout out! Shout out to Titus O'Neil again. Through, come through, Titus. You uh, feel me? Sometimes it's a win, and sometimes you make it a win. Yeah, so... Pack is a win. Cat Orange Cassidy, make it a win. But I just gave you six quality matches for the TNT Championship. If Quality it's, is relative. And well, not, not including Orange Cassidy, that is. Or not including the AAW Championship. Or All-Atlantic all Championship, brother. Um, I think you get more quality matches going for the... TNT title than you do for the All Atlantic Championship, but again, in order for me to believe in the fact that the All Atlantic Championship even means a damn, only defended on the coast on either side of the Atlantic. I was cool with the initial idea that they had with Pac, and it was just it's AEW's essentially international ambassador title. I'm gonna go everywhere across the world flying the flag of AEW and beating the best from outside of the United States borders. There you go. Because this, with Orange Cassidy carrying it around in a backpack and flashing that bitch like a nudie magazine, I I don't... What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Put that belt back on the shelf till you figure out what to do with it. Or, do like you do other titles that don't matter, just put it back on the shelf. It was one that, that came out and has gone back. Especially since it looks just like the new women's belt. 
Max need to snatch that bitch and melt it down into a motherfucking uh, a dynamite diamond brass knucks. I'll take Melt it. that whole shit down and make them into gold knucks with diamonds across them and just, yeah. I'm the only champion around here. And, and final, uh, final news for the night. Huge, 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 huge get well shout to the legendary Widowmaker, aka the 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 master of the lariat, or the flying rolling lariat, Barry Windham, who suffered a uh, a, a heart attack and is in ICU. Um, it was it's been said that Barry hasn't been in the best of health over the years, and a heart attack does not do anything for that. So we definitely want to wish him a speedy and uh, and healthy recovery from said uh, said alleged heart attack. Um, Anything you want to add to that, Suave? I uh, believe you summed it up well. You know, um, speedy recovery. Um, you know, I can't add much more than what you already did. You did a pre- pretty pretty solid job at that. Man, I think uh, the Widowmaker gimmick came to WWE with the right person at the wrong fucking time. Every time, <laughs> every, every, every time Barry Windham was in the WWF, it was the right gimmick at the wrong time. When he was you with, realize the the stalker in 1996 is what became Diamond Dallas Page in 2001 or two. Even the U.S. Express with him and Mike Rotundo back in uh, I want to say 84, 85 ish. Like <laughs> you're talking like two collegiate superstars with with the ultimate babyface appeal, not even getting a sniff at the championship. Well, um, dude, um, <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. Uh, show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com, all things social at BrokenPistolBC. That's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Swab, take him to the house. Oh, let me, let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and put this out here. Uh-oh. Uh, we never actually talked about war games, but doesn't matter now. Uh, Sammy's a real oos. Uh, oh oos, yeah, forgot, forgot about Everyone's that. Yeah, a oos. Uh, the the safest yeah. the safest of of any war games match we've ever seen, especially from the men. Um, it, and it worked. It worked fabulously. Sammy saving Jay Uso, and then letting Jay Uso take the pin to earn his un, undying, unwavering brotherhood. The, the chief uh, making sure that Jimmy stayed in the cage and sent Sammy in so that they had to figure it out. Oh, and we I, 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 here's something else we didn't talk about either. What's that? An errant punch that caused a, a, a temporary deafness on the Slap. tribal chief. <laughs> that man, that man essentially pulled a Will Smith, but not he doesn't have the. I don't know if he has the resume to shake back like Will does. You basically slapped yourself out a whole lot of money. I was Ru- a- allegedly rumored. We don't. We don't even know if if the the story that Roman was pissed off or had a busted eardrum is even real. Well, I can I can fa- tell you. All- I can tell you a couple of things. As the show went off the air, Roman was visibly irritated as the show faded to black. Don't think that in a winning capacity after hugging Sami Zayn, I don't think 
that a visible uh, level of positivity was necessary for the show to go off the air. That's number one. Two, there was an insanely long amount of time from the time the show went off the air to the time that the post-match press conference kicked off. Three, the only representation that you had from Us Gang was Sammy Uso and Paul Heyman. Sammy's moment. Because, okay, the only reason I, I say that, I wouldn't count Sammy and Heyman there as a part of what may or may have, may not have happened with Roman because there were some storyline seeds planted with just Paul Heyman and Sammy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And here's the other part. There is no way, no how, Kevin Owens would have appeared on Monday Night Raw tonight or any other night if the remaining members of the bloodline had stayed behind for some action. If you were lying, I'd stop you. I'm I'm here. Okay, I was just checking. Because, you know, (laughs) shit. Just want to make sure that didn't fall on deaf ears. These are... Every last one of them are kin to Haku. It's a lot of things. It's a couple things I won't do in life. Fighting a Samoan is kind of somewhere on that list. You you gonna have to do some shit that's like, like we can't work this out. Let me hold on. Let me jump in real quick. Do not try to sharpshoot what a family relationship is. Family ain't always blood, and blood ain't always your family. Understand that. Continue. Well, then, yeah, then there's that. And since I'm gang, we just gonna talk this out. We're gonna go to the OGs, we're gonna iron the shit out. Otherwise, I mean, fuck it. Yeah, sometimes you gotta race. Um but yeah, just you know that this whole I need to get my shit in, brother. All of that that energy that is wrapped around this generation right now, that shit gotta go somewhere and die. Man. You gonna fuck the money up trying to get your shit in. But then again, you are a member of Mount Rushmore. So then there's that. Now, now, now then, now then, now then, Suave. Oh, last thing before oh, I, shit. Here we go. I handle my business. <laughs> Here we go. The question I was supposed to ask you way oh, back yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen, you put a pin in something for me. Right, because we were talking about greatest of all times. So, with me scrolling the internet, I got this um, advertisement from GameStop about the AEW Fight Forever game. Uh, Coffee Maker Punk is still on the cover, <laughs> which there had been some speculation that he might not be. But when you're going to retail advertisement with that cover, needless to say, that's the cover people go looking for when they're buying. He's on it. Which uh, it led me to to thinking and asking this question because we've seen him. There's a clip from when he did the MMA commentary where he sort of alluded to the fact that he wasn't injured, like that the torn triceps was some bullshit. 
because of the way he waved and what he what he was what he did. Mm-hmm. So if and I have a hundred reasons as to why it's an, it it wouldn't be, but if this CM Punk versus the Elite thing turned out to be some form of a work, would that be the greatest work of all time? Um, I think I'm going to go to my dying death, that my dying death days, thinking that the Montreal screw job was the greatest work of all time. Now, Lawler and Kaufman. Lawler and Kaufman has been exposed. But but still, I mean, considering what it did when it did it, is that not the greatest work of all time? Doesn't right right okay. right right now, knowing what we know and how long it took for us to get here, yes, that is by far. That is not even close. Okay. But if it ever comes out that Bret Hart was on board because of the lengths that Bret Hart took to destroy the friendship that was he and Shawn Michaels and the can't really can't really say it's destroyed at this point either because it's like if it's a work I mean they still good yep and the and I mean there's 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 numerous levels to it but I think because and Andy Kaufman didn't get a chance to live long enough to tell his side of the story even if he would have but in all in all fairness of that though we're talking about right now this is 2022 from 1997 we're 25 years deep do, i mean but do you get do you get bonus points because it goes for a longer period of time or is it based on the impact of said work uh this this is why i put a pin in it this is this is our next air quotes tournament. We're not gonna do a tournament style, but we do need to we do need to document our opinion of the the greatest works in wrestling history. We need we need a top five. Man, wow. We need we need Mount the the Mount Rushmore of work plus an honorable mention. We might need to call some reinforcements for that one. Yeah. Well, oh, we gonna we gonna need them. We gonna need them. We need to go get with a couple people who are very well versed mark that on the list done because uh we we got some people we need to call before we actually make that happen facts there's a couple stories we got to verify because there's a couple of stories we can verify and be like nah this is the greatest work ever man yeah that interesting interesting so i just thought i'd ask that open-ended question uh let's see what the the internet say Let's say what social media see what social media says. Uh, let's think about it. Let's mull over it. We'll come back next episode if we remember. We'll address it. No, Doctor. If Dre. it ever, yeah, you know what I'm saying. If it if it never becomes a work, if it never comes to fruition, what we're talking about, we'll never have to address it. If it does, I'm just saying. And on that note, yeah, suave pencil pushers. It is now that you can take us to the house. Pencil pushers. <laughs> Heads up. Pencils down. Yeah, bitch. Got the pencils up down, you bitch. 
Wait, heads up and pencils pencil down, you down, bitch. You bitch. <laughs> Don't put the pencil down, you bitch. <laughs> hey, hey. Put the pencil hey. down, you bitch. It go.